seen you. In the book of Acts is a very familiar passage of scripture that I, you know, you know the story all by heart, but in the 16th chapter, read the entire chapter because that way you'll understand fully what's taking place. But in the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, I believe there's a word that God wants to share, amen, and uh, want us to hear today. I've come today to just be an encourager. Is that all right with you all? Sometimes the saints just need to be encouraged. And I know scripture says that there come a time when you have to encourage yourself in the Lord, and we understand that. Sometimes the burden gets heavy and the load becomes seemingly unbearable. And we need the Word of God to encourage us. And I'm a firm believer, I'm a firm believer that uh, there is no other way to be encouraged except through the Word of, uh, through the word of God. Acts the 16th chapter. And uh, maybe I just better read verse 25 so I don't preach too long. The more verses I read, the longer I preach. And so I better just read one verse, and in that way, I won't preach too long. And you will find these very familiar words. It just simply say, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Take your seats. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. I want to talk to you for a few moments or as the Spirit leads from this subject matter a midnight performance everybody say a midnight performance we all know that when you look at the word midnight midnight is simply the middle of the night we know that midnight is the darkest part of the night it is the deepest part of the night is that part of the night that it seems like we can't sense the divine or hug the holy fact of the matter is it is a time when you feel Jesusless. <laughs> it's a time where we can't sense or sight him because most of the time when people go through their midnight experiences, they normally walk by sight and not by faith. Midnight. When the sick seems to get sicker, the burden becomes uh, heavier. Just remember that God is at work in the night. God is still involved. God is interested and God is operative. He still makes wrong right. He still gives truth power over lies. He still gives power to the faint and might to the strengthless. He still makes house calls. He still shows up at midnight. He still walks on the sea of challenge and commands winds of adversity and waves of affliction. You all do know that there is a God. He still rules earth and heaven. In him there is relief from every pain and care. For he knows just how much you can 
bear. And so it's no need to worry if you're going to make it through the night because God is at work at night. Now, I believe that many of you will agree with me when I say that you will never find a place more secure than being in the center of God's will for your life. But at the same time, I am also convinced that the center of God's will, though it is the safest place, is not always the most pleasant and pain-free place. Many have been seduced into believing that as long as our lives are being lived within the will of God, then everything is going to be all right. But I have discovered that such is not the case. In fact, what I have discovered is that God is far more concerned about making us holy rather than making us happy. Can I say it again? God, he wants to make us holy rather than make us happy. Sometimes it may not be an ideal situation, but when God tells us to do something, then we simply must trust him, believing that he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. We see this confirmed in our text today. Amen. Because when you look at our text, we have Paul and we have his buddy Silas. Now, many of us know a lot about the Apostle Paul because, because Paul, he's written many, many books and he's been a great encouragement to all of us. Very few of us know anything about his buddy Silas. Well, let me just let you know that Silas, he was just a leader in the Jerusalem church. He represented the church in carrying the acceptance letter that was prepared by the Jerusalem council to the Gentile believers in Antioch. You have to understand when you read the Bible, the Jews and and the Gentiles, there were problems because the Jews, they were God's chosen and they felt just like people feel nowadays that they were better than the Gentiles and so therefore there was always a, a conflict I mean, if you all know anytime somebody makes somebody else feel like they're trying to make them feel like they better than the other person there's always going to be a conflict it just didn't start yesterday it's in the 16th chapter of the book of Acts and so and so Silas was the one that carried the letter hallelujah to the Gentile believers in in Antioch. He was closely associated with Paul from the second missionary journey on. Fact of the matter is you didn't know this because did you not know that he worked as a writing secretary for both Paul and Peter and so he was their secretary and then when you look at the lives of Paul and Silas there's some lessons that we can learn from their lives well the first lesson that we can learn is simply this that partnership is a significant part of effective ministry how many of y'all know you got to hook up with folk that got the same spirit that you have not only in in ministry but also in everyday life you got to learn how to hook up with folk you like to pray you need to hook up with a prayer 
partner. Y'all ain't going to help me. You like to encourage other folk. And you need to hook up with another encourager. Not that you won't need to be encouraged. But when you are down and feeling low, you don't need nobody taking you lower. Fact of the matter is, can I take my time and preach? fact of the matter is you need somebody when you are down and uh, when you are out you need somebody to encourage uh, you and so partnership is uh, a significant part of effective uh, ministry and uh, Life, And then the second thing you will discover is simply this, that God never guarantees that his servants will not suffer. Come on, that's what they're teaching us here. That even though you love God, even though you are saved, I stop by here to let you know you will, you will suffer. And then Paul and Silas, they also teach us that obedience to God God will often mean giving up what makes us feel secured. Oh, 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 I done messed up now. Because as long as I can feel secure, as long as I have all of the answers, as long as I'm in control of my situation, then everything is all right. But I come back here to serve you notice that obedience to God will often mean giving up what makes us feel secure because watch this when I give up what makes me feel uh, secure then I'm telling God God now you are in control somebody you come to church here this morning and your only problem your only problem I'm getting ready to solve your problem for you real quick your only problem is you need to throw up your hands and tell God God I give it up God you are now in in control. I'm talking about every area of my life. Mm. You are in control of my health. You are in control of my relationship. You are in control of my children. You are in control of my work situation. You are in somebody say preach pastor. Come on here. You are in control of every area of my life. I walk by faith and not by sight. And so when, uh, lest I preach too long, when you look at our text here this morning, Paul and Silas was having uh, a real midnight experience in uh, our text. It was midnight by the clock and uh, by their circumstances. They had been arrested for preaching uh, the gospel and had gone through a mockery of a trial. Then they were brutally beaten. This was followed by being put in stocks in a dungeon of a prison. But their performance, don't miss it, uh, their performance at midnight demonstrated some real faith in God. And it helped to bring about their deliverance from their trial. Now this message that I'm preaching here today, it should relate to everybody that's present today and everybody that's online watching. Because everybody either is in a midnight experience right now or you are on your way out of a midnight situation or you are heading into a midnight but the fact of the matter is we all have to face midnight because midnight, midnight, somebody say midnight, midnight is when you find yourself in a situation that's way beyond your control. Midnight is when you find yourself caught up in something that you cannot handle on 
on your own. It could be sickness. It can be suffering. It could be sorrow. How about troubles, trials, and and the tribulations? We all have our midnight situations. So if you haven't faced midnight just yet, just just keep going to bed at night and just keep getting up in the morning. But we don't have to be defeated by midnight because guess what? The midnight, my God, hour ought to remind us that God sometimes does his best work at night. Come on here. Oh, somebody caught that. I said God does some of his best work at at night when we think it's too late. God has a way of blowing our minds. Yeah. And I stop by here to let somebody know you're in your midnight and you're on the brink of giving up and throwing in the towel and saying, what's the use? I got a word for you. God's getting ready to blow your mind. Come on here. Look at your name. Say, God getting ready to blow your mind. He's seen the tears that you shed. He's seen you pace the floor. He know you done got nervous and you done got anxious because it's midnight in your life but God is getting ready to blow your mind I dare you to just wait on him right at the point when you feel like giving up God's going to blow your mind because I've discovered that God has a way of showing us that even at midnight he's able to blow your mind You know, Paul and Silas, they were fully aware of this fact. Paul and Silas Silas decided that there were some things they were going to have to worship their way through. Don't miss it. And can I tell y'all something? There's just some stuff that's happening in your life right now my God, you're going to have to worship your way through it. You're going to have to praise God through it. You're going to have to worship God because of who God is. Because, my God, your situation, it don't change who God is. You're going to have to worship your way through it. You're going to have to praise your way through it. You're going to have to sing your way through it. You're going to have to clap your way. You're going to have to dance your way through that thing. You're going to have to tell the devil, devil, you a lie. The God that I serve he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than I can think or even ask him to do. You're going to have to praise your way through it. Do I got any praises in here? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to praise your way. You're going to have to praise your way through the pain. Paul and Silas, they had to praise through the pain. The beaten backs, their position in a dark jail their hands and their feet being bound together their reputations was torn in shreds by uncaring tongues but they sat there in that dungeon and they say we could sit here and cry, mumble and complain but it's only going to make the time go by slower but how many of y'all know when you start praising God you look at the clock and say where did the time go? How many of y'all know because God is worth He's worthy of all of the honor. He's worthy of all of the glory. He's worthy of all of the praise. God is just worthy. No matter what you're going through. Listen, because if you're waiting to get a perfect set of circumstances to worship God I need to tell you it ain't going to never take place you're going to always just come to church and sit and look because there's no such thing as perfect come on here situations or circumstances but one of the biggest mistakes one of the biggest mistakes that the 
devil made in this case was when he put Paul and Silas in the same cell. They should have separated them fellas. Come on, Heather. The biggest mistake that he made was they put them together in the cell. Because guess what? He knew that had Paul made perhaps, perhaps if Paul had been placed in a cell with the fault finder, come on here, there would have never been no deliverance because the fault finder would have been sitting there trying to convince him that it's not our fault. All we was doing was doing the will of God and look at the situation God has placed us in. Can I encourage you? Stop hanging around fault finders. Uh, stop hanging around folk just find fault in everything you go to church and the carpet's the wrong color y'all ain't gonna help me the microphones are too loud it just you know the church is just dry it just you know just fault finders if you sitting next to a fault finder you need to just tell them excuse me but right now I find no fault in him because when I come to church oh god I feel a preach coming on new something because uh, when I come to church I don't come to see you I don't really I don't really even come to hear you I come to hear the God uh, that is speaking through you so come on here and so you got to move move from me cause all you want to do is just sit and complain and, and say look at that sister over there look at that brother over there come on the devil is a liar come on here if Paul had been placed in the dungeon with a fault finder there will never be no deliverance but they locked them up together and they had the same attitude they had the same spirit and you know what that attitude was it was simply this if God don't do it I know Oh, somebody caught that. I know that he can. If God don't deliver us, he can. If we got to eat this nasty prison food, guess what? God can do it. If we got to sleep on this hard, short bed, that's all right. Because if God don't do it, I know that God can. Do I have anybody in here that have that attitude that if God... God, come on here, come on here. If God don't do it, I know he can. If God don't deliver, he can. If God don't heal me, he can. If God don't save my loved one, he can. If God don't raise him up, he can. If God don't work it out like I want him to work it out, I come to declare in this place by the power of God that I know he can somebody shout I know he can there are some of you all maybe that's here maybe watching me you yearn to be set free you want to be set free from whatever I didn't say you wasn't going to heaven I didn't say you wasn't saved you just want to be set free you've longed to break out of your rut of mediocrity you just, you're just upset with the same old same old you said that it was your personality you said I'm just not that way. You have felt out uh, of place even doing the worship time. You'd be surprised at folk who come to church. Uh, what do you think we're going to do here? Y'all ain't going to help me here. This ain't no fashion show. This ain't no This ain't no casino. This ain't no bingo hall. Come on here. This ain't no restaurant. What do you think we do here? We we come to praise the Lord. We, we know that everything that have breath, praise him. We praise him with the organ. We praise him with the piano. What you come to church? Come on here. Ask your neighbor, what, what you come to church for? We come, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with what you come to church for. My God, you can stay at home and watch it on Zoom and drink a cup of coffee. What you come to church for? I come to clap my hands. I come to shout for joy. I come to praise the Lord. I come to lift my voice. I come to shout hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, worship, worship. Worship is a mindset. It's a mind. I got to move on lest I preach too long. Worship is a mindset. And so it don't matter where you're at. Come on here. You'll be driving in the car when it's a mindset. Mm-mm. You 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 trying to go 60 miles per hour and you look down and you say, I got to stop praising them because I'm sitting on a soft 90. Y'all ain't gonna help me. Why? Because it's a mindset. It don't matter what you're going through. Worship is a mindset that you have to determine to stay in. No matter what your circumstances are, I'm going to stay in this mindset. When your midnight comes, when your midnight comes, the light seems to go out and darkness grips the soul. We wonder if we will ever see the light or better times to gain deliverance from these midnight experiences uh, we just need to mock Paul and Silas their performance somebody say their performance Uh, yeah their performance involved prayer and praise come on here I said it involved prayer and and praise prayer Paul and Silas they prayed and I'm not surprised to hear that they prayed at midnight I'm not impressed because because those of us who had to face midnight knows uh, that the first thing we should do is pray even if you haven't prayed in a long time just let midnight come come on you're going to be praying and you're going to be quoting stuff that you done heard father I stretch my hand to the y'all ain't going to help me here even if you think that you don't know how to pray you'll learn how to pray when you face your midnight and what I'm telling trying to say is midnight is an hour of prayer so it doesn't surprise me that they prayed at midnight but what surprised me is simply this the bible said they sang praises unto God what's remarkable my God is that he said not only did they pray but they sang they sang praises I'm, I feel like preaching I'm sorry they sang praises unto God I think that's remarkable because it's easy for us to praise God when everything is going the way we want it to go come on here it's easy to praise God when you just got a raise on your job it's easy to praise God when you don't have to worry about absolutely nothing it's easy to sing I know the Lord will make a way somehow when you don't need a way made it's easy to sing this little light in mine I'm gonna let it shine everywhere I go I'm gonna let it shine when you're not experiencing a midnight experience it's easy to say I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mind when the blessings of God is overshadowing your life but I want to know I want to know can you sing songs of Zion when you are going through can you praise him in the midst of your storm can you praise him doing your midnight experience can you declare that I'm not going to wait until the battle is over but I'm a Shout right now. I'm not going to wait till he heal me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to praise him right now. The Bible says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. In other words, uh, my mother used to be doing the dishes and she just be just humming and singing all day long. What she was doing was simply making melody in her heart. And the reason she was able 
able to do it because uh, she understood that our light affliction which is uh, but for a moment worketh for us uh, a far and more exceeding and eternal weight in glory and I hear now may he rest in peace I hear the late pastor James Pearson close his eyes and I hear him sing this song he would say have you any rivers that seem uncrossable and have you any mountains that you cannot tunnel through then he would say God specializes in things thought impossible and he can he can do what no other power can do he said that God specializes when your body is full of disease and your medicine doesn't give you any ease he said are you friendless and in in despair and it seemed like nobody cares I want you to know that God specializes and he'll be right there you ought to you ought to tell your neighbor that he'll be right there and so and so Paul and Silas were not they weren't the first ones to be persecuted and as I hurriedly come to a close here now when I read when I read the 16th chapter I take my mind out of this chapter because I understand that they weren't the only one that had to go through something I see David on the run hiding in a cold grave he was scared and he was hungry running away from the very man that he would have given his life for I see a brother Joseph there in Pharaoh's prison sent there by his jealous brothers I see Daniel sleeping like a baby while the lions prowled around I see the three Hebrew boys thrown in the fiery furnace so when I read this text it's not just about Paul and Silas but when I look at Paul and Silas they understood that they were not alone even though they were in a prison cell they made up in their mind that it's just a matter of time I need somebody to wave at me and say it's just a matter of time before God is going to step in your situation. Before God is going to step in your finances. Somebody ought to shout it's just a matter of time Paul and Silas they did not panic and I need somebody today I'm trying to close but take your hand off the panic button come on take your hand off of it take your hand off the panic button because I don't have a feeling that everything gonna be alright but I already know it's all right now come on it's all right now even though I'm going through it's all right it's all right now hey let me close here they got to singing and praising they didn't do it privately they didn't do it in the car they didn't do it at home but they did it publicly and the bible says the prisoners heard them what gave them the listening ear Paul and Silas they were on the inside just like they were they were being 
beaten and chained just like they were but in other words they was in the same boat you ought to look at your neighbor and say neighbor we just might be in the same boat but that's alright that's alright we might be in the same boat but that's alright hey because Paul and Silas said our test is our testimony somebody ought to say my test is my testimony come on my test is my testimony keep on looking at me look at the bags under my eyes look at my hair turning gray look at me but my test is my testimony and they passed the test and because they passed it the bible says suddenly somebody ought to jump up and say suddenly come on suddenly that's how quick God gonna do it suddenly God, there was an earthquake. There was an earthquake. The foundation of the prison shook, and immediately, shout immediately! Oh, come on, shout immediately! Something happened. The doors came open. Not only did the doors come open, they changed. Their chains fell off. Somebody ought to shout suddenly. You better grab it out of the air. Suddenly. Immediately. Hey. Let me close. Let me close. Let me close. Luke tells us it was a great earthquake. I don't want y'all to miss this. A great earthquake. When I read this text, how can he say it was a great earthquake? don't sound like one to me the roof didn't cave in the walls didn't fall in the building didn't shake till it crumbled but yet he says it was a great earthquake the doors just opened Not only for them. I don't want y'all to miss it. (laughs) Not only for them. Ah, glory. Your praise is not just for you. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Your worship ain't got nothing to do with you. Everybody's saying fell off because of their praise because of their performance alright I'm finished but wait I'm finished but wait what made it great don't miss this what made it great was that the prisoners were released but they didn't go nowhere. Come on, don't miss it. If you were in Donovan and the doors came open and your chains came off, I'm out. 
the miracle. Chains off. Set free. But they did not run. That's a message. You're already free. Don't pack your bags. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. You're already free. That's the miracle. That's the miracle. That's the miracle. All right. All right. Uh, I feel something here. I got one question. I got one question. Because see, when God set you free, the prison guard, (laughs) the prison guard saw he lost all control. God's getting ready. Because if they're messing with you and you're a child of God, keep on praying. Keep on singing. God's going to show your boss. God's going to show your boss that I ain't going nowhere. You can't run me out of here. I'm free. I'm going to cause you to draw your sword. And I'm going to be the one that's going to have to tell you, do yourself no harm. I'm going to be the one to tell you that you're not going crazy. I'm going to be the one to tell you. Free. 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 But I ain't got to run. Free. I don't have to lose my mind. Free. I don't have to cuss you out. Free. Somebody shout, I'm free. I'm finished. All I want to know, all I want to know is what's your performance? That's all I want to know. Are you going to just whine and cry? Is that your performance? Are you going to keep on staying home? I don't think nobody I'm a preacher, so I don't care. I, I don't think nobody was in as much pain as that little woman in the Bible that the Bible said was bent over, full of pain. But look at her performance. Look at her performance. She inconvenienced folk. They probably had a wheeler to the car, put her in, put the wheelchair in the trunk. They got to the temple, take the wheelchair out. Come on, take her back home. Probably had to drop her off by the store. Y- y'all know how it go. But look at her performance. She came to church. Don't tell me. That the church is not needed. Somebody said the devil is a lie. They posting that live and social, digital, whatever you call it, is the thing now. The devil is a liar. It helps, but it ain't the thing. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. That oh, well. I'm going to see how good the cameraman is. 
I'm going to see how good they are. That woman, somebody say that woman, sat in the back of the church. She was all leaned over. But she was in church. No matter what seat she was in, she was in church. And the spirit was moving. And she was praising God. She couldn't dance like everybody else. She didn't make as much noise as everybody else. Maybe, just maybe, she said, if I can't say a word, I just... But... Jesus got up to preach. He got up to preach. And he noticed... That woman, he noticed her performance. Now, I don't know exactly what it was. Could have just been, she was just doing like this. Everybody else dancing, she can't dance. And her body was probably ragging in pain. But she said, that's all right. If I'm going to go out, I'm going out praising God. If I'm going to go out, I, I'm going out praising God. Jesus saw her performance and in the middle of service called her out. I know they had to help her up. But she making her way. <laughs> Somebody need to make that way to Jesus. She made her way. I ought, to, I ought to keep y'all here till I get there. Because if you had been in church that day, it would have been the same thing, wouldn't it? But I'll spare y'all. Man, her way. Jesus stood there, looked at her, and said, Woman, thou art loose. You know why he said that? Because he noticed her performance. And I just come to serve you notice. God is watching your performance. I'm going to say it again. God is watching your performance. And I'm done. According to the text, according to the text, this is Bible, your performance always affects somebody else. Had they not prayed and sang songs, those other prisoners wouldn't have been set free. The word in that wouldn't have been set free he got saved and then went home told his family what happened in prison it's a shame and I'm done for real it's a shame that the presence of God can be in a prison so that a man gets saved and his whole household becomes saved and his presence in the church his house ain't nothing happening I said it I said it come on I said it and I believe it's because of our performance and when I speak of performance, you know I ain't talking about putting on no show. But if God been good to you, when you come into his house, you ought to be able to forget about everything you're going through. The devil told you you were losing your mind. You can go all week long thinking 
you're losing your mind. And you'll fool around and lose your mind. Because you spoke it. Devil! If I'm going to lose my mind, I'm going to lose it with my hands up. I'm going to lose it saying hallelujah. I'm going to lose it saying thank you. I'm going to lose it praising God. Hey! I'm finished. Go tell him Pastor Watkins lost his mind. Because here's the good news about that. That's one less thing I got to worry about. And that's losing my mind. I've already lost it. Elder, I'm finished. Elder Mason come to San Diego 1973 singing my, 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 my. I done lost my mind. That's one of them Fort Worth, Texas songs. And I was on the piano. I was just a kid. And I made a joke out of it. We had never heard it. He said, my, 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 my. So I was on the piano going, my, 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 my. I just started banging. And I made a joke out of it. But when I understood what he was saying, when he said he lost his mind, he was saying his old mind that he used to have the old mind that doubted God the old mind that didn't have no faith the old mind that whined and complained the old mind that refused to give God praise I've lost that mind I got a new mind I've been transformed by the renewing Everybody saying I've I've preached long enough. I've preached long enough. Mm. A midnight performance at midnight. They prayed and sang praises unto God. Somebody catch this, catch this next statement right out of the air because I'm going to just throw it. But catch it, but catch it fast. And here it is. There's only one second between midnight and the morning. Just one second. One second. You might be right on the brink of that one second. Because weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. One second between midnight and morning. Every eye closed. I just have a simple question to ask you. What will your performance be? We've seen today what it did for them, and God is no respecter of person. You praying for a loved one, for their deliverance, for their healing. Maybe, just maybe, God is watching your performance. Your performance could be affecting 
somebody else. It's right here in the text, y'all. I'm not making it up. It's right here in the text. Maybe, just maybe, God have you going through what you're going through so that you can bring deliverance by your performance to a whole household, to a whole company. Y'all ain't got to listen to me. To a whole school district. I mean, not just yours, the whole school district. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You know, for years, Elder Newsome, we've been saying stuff that I, but that's not in the Bible. I've said it, so I confess. But once you know to do good, better, you do better. Nowhere in the Bible will you find, and we quoted it as if it was scripture, that God would not put on us no more than we can bear. That is not biblical. I know you heard it for 50, 60 years. Honey, I can go through it because God... If I'm carrying it, obviously, I can make it through. No. Let me, let, me, let me correct it now. Watch me now. God will put on us more than what we can bear. Watch me. What we, us, self, See, it ain't about us. It ain't about us. Stop making this thing about you. It ain't about you. He won't put on us no more than we can bear. That's a lie. God will put more on you than you can bear. And here's the reason why. I'm going to just say it like you want to hear it. Once he break us down. You understood that, didn't you? Once he break us down. To where pride don't matter no more. Our haughty spirit is brought down. He takes everything from us. Y'all ain't going to help me. He puts more on us. Then we can bear so that we trust him and get everything out of us that's not like him. It makes us turn all the way to him. I didn't say you wasn't saved, but he gets us to the point to where we just have to just throw up both hands and say, okay, I'm done. That's what God want to hear us say, I'm done. I can't make no more phone calls. I can't write no more checks. I don't have no more friends to call because they broke too. And you have to say, I'm done. And that's the time God says, now, let me step in. You've been handling it by yourself. God says you've been doing a good job, but I got more for you. I have purpose for you. And it's not about you. It's about my purpose for your life. It's for the lives you're going to touch. It's for the lives you're going to speak into. It's for the lives of others. And if the devil could get us to break, give us, have us turn back, have us give up, have us turn around, have us go back to old boyfriends, y'all ain't gonna talk to me, old girlfriends, because at least they was giving us a check, y'all ain't gonna help me, somebody else shout the devil is a liar, I'd rather die in the wilderness than to go back into Egypt. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Now, God, I share with your people what you placed on my heart to share. You've declared that your word would not go forth void, but it would accomplish what you set out to accomplish. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for our midnights. Thank you for my midnight, God. Because it's in the midnight hour when it gets dark, when the low get heavy. It's in the midnight hour that maybe when my friends are asleep, my spouse, my spouse might be asleep. My children might say it's too late for me to call. God, I'm glad you never sleep. <laughs> you never slumber. And you hear our cries at midnight. And God, somebody's in their midnight season. And we recognize the fact there's nothing wrong with being there. But help us to develop a sense of your presence. Help us to surrender it to you. Because God, when we surrender it to you, we don't have to try to work it out. We don't have to try to figure it out. But we just stretch out on your word. God, I thank you and I praise you. You know every need under the sound of my voice meet every need in the name of Jesus. Those that know sickness, heal. Help us to keep praising you. Help us that in everything to give thanks because this is your will for our lives. And God, we praise you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. If there's one that don't know your darling son, Jesus, as a personal savior, save them before it's too late. In the name of Jesus. They can't come unless you draw them. Draw them now. Forgive us of all sin, the sin of commission and the sin of omission. In the name of Jesus we pray. Thank God. Amen.